Whenever we see expectant mother's baby bump, we always tend to ask without fail, is it a boy or is it a girl? Even though we think that the possibilities of the child being a boy or a girl is 50-50, there's still a lot more complicated stuff that you should consider when it comes to the sex of that individual, the child inside the mother's womb. And if you will just think about it, in the animal kingdom, sex determination is more complicated and a lot of factors are considered. And definitely, to determine one sex, we should look at it beyond the basic 50-50. Episode 6, Let's Talk About Sex, on Sex Determination and Intersex. Welcome aboard mga kabayo! This is Hainayan at Agham, the podcast. This is the podcast in which we will discuss biology and science-related topics, themes, articles, discoveries, knowledge, and everything and anything present on Earth, this solar system, and the universe. Because what? Science is around us. This podcast is created to provide additional information, factual discussion, and health exchange of ideas across different fields and disciplines related to life sciences. So, if you're interested in the contemporary discussions related to sciences and biology, hop on to our discussions, learn, argue, and harness critical thinking about the ins and outs, the facts and bluffs, the history, recent developments, and breaking news related to geeky science and stuff, Bring both ears and let's explore the world of science and biology around us. Welcome to Hainayan at Agham, the podcast. Magandang araw mga kabayo! Welcome to another episode of Hainayan at Agham, the podcast. And we are now on episode number 6. And for this episode, ang pag-uusapan natin is anything and everything that's related with sex. Specifically on sex determination and intersex, just like what the title suggests. Um, actually, mapapansin niyo that this would actually be a trend when it comes to my podcast na every time na meron lalabas sa number 6 dun sa episode number, expect na related sa sex theme ng sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, even sexuality ang mga mapag-uusapan natin sa mga episode na ito. Um... Sex is considered as a taboo here in our culture. Well, I guess dahil sa sobrang konserbatibong pananaw ng mga tao pagdating sa bagay na ito, hindi natin nabibigyan ng mas malalim na discussion na ang concept ng sex. Well, basically, ang magiging discussion naman natin for this episode ay hindi naman talaga not safe for work because we are going to talk about um, sex differentiation and sex determination kung paano nga ba natin consider ang pagiging lalaki or pagiging babae if we're going to talk about the binary terms pagdating sa mga tao and other organisms on Earth. Ano na nga ba yung mga systems of sexual determination na kinoconsider ng bawat isa sa kanila? But before I go deeper when it comes to this discussion, I would like to give a quick shout out to Kung Saan Saan Podcast and that is 
a podcast about lifestyle, travel, um, spirituality, and for me, this is actually a very inspirational podcast. And that is hosted by Darby. Um, though we interacted um, last week when it comes to some themes that were discussed in sa podcast niya, um, nakita ko yung wisdom dun sa mismong creator ng mismong content na yun. And if you would like to give a listen to his podcast, it is kung saan-saan. And that podcast is available kung saan-saan because um, it is available on major streaming platforms. And other than kung saan-saan podcast, let's support local Pinoy podcast. Kung meron mang kayong makakakilala na mga podcasters o kaya naman sa tingin niyo ay gustong kumawa ng content, you can actually support them by giving like, by sharing their contents, or even giving them a listen para lang naman ma-motivate at ma-boost ang podcasting community sa Pilipinas na unti-unti na nagbo-bloom. And I am actually very glad na um, I am interacting with a lot of podcasters dahil sa ginagawa ko ito. Even though we are on a pandemic, we are experiencing um, the lows when it comes to our lives. This is actually a sweet escape. When it comes to my case, since I am an educator, this is actually a sweet escape for me. Na, to interact with a lot of podcasters and know a lot of stuff regarding their content, regarding their experiences, and to be inspired para gumawa ng podcast episode para sa lahat. And now, let's consider the main discussion. Um, I chose this topic as the very first topic para dun sa magiging advocacy. Yes, quote-unquote advocacy. Um, episode discussions ko pagdating sa mga episodes na merong number 6 na related nga sa sex. Para lang matanggal na natin yung stigma regarding this certain type of discussion that sex, guys, definitely is not that bad. Talking about sex and talking about the essence of sex when it comes to biology per se is not that dirty. When it comes to sex determination, specifically for us humans, there are actually assumptions that we take for granted because the answers lies on the human biology. So for instance nga kanina na mention ko during the opening spill for this episode na bakit nga ba madalas natin kinoconsider na lalaki or babae ang nasa sinapupunan ng isang nagdadalang tao. Because we already have the idea that dalawa lang yan. It's either magiging lalaki o kaya naman ay magiging babae. That's the thing about the human babies. That's the thing about our um, body. That's the thing about our genetics. For human babies, there's actually a 50-50 chance for that answer to either be a boy or a girl. And it is actually determined by the gender determination system present in our species. And actually, sa maraming mammals or different organisms that produces milk, um, this type of sex determination system ay nakadepende sa kung ano man yung embedded dun sa ating mismong genes or sa ating chromosome. For us humans, the sex is determined by the chromosomes on the 23rd pair. Our species follow the genetic rule when it comes to the sex determination of an individual following the XY system. Okay, so I already mentioned this on the previous episodes kasi nga, duh, this is still related with genetics, na when it comes to our 23rd pair of chromosome, 
dalawa lang yan. It's either we're going to have XX o kaya naman ay XY. That XX or XY when it comes to the chromosome will determine kung ikaw man ay magiging lalaki o kaya naman ikaw ay magiging babae. So, if you can still remember, just a short recall, remember that humans and mammals alike are possessing a pair of sex chromosomes. One coming from the mother while the other is from the father. So remember that females have two X's while males have an X and a Y. And kung mare-recall ninyo, dahil sa ang females ay meron dalawang X's, kapag nagkaroon na ng process known as meiosis o kaya naman ay maipapasa yung genetic makeup o kaya naman yung copy ng gene or ng chromosome na meron do sa mother, papunta dun sa sex cells niya which are known as the eggs. Ang tanging letter lang on the 23rd chromosome na pwedeng mailagay doon is letter X. While, in the case of males, dahil sa meron silang X and Y chromosome on their 23rd chromosome, dalawa ang possibility na yan na ang sperm ay magdadala ng either X or Y chromosome. So basically, the father dictates kung magiging lalaki or magiging babae ang bata nasa sinapupunan ng ina. Why? Simply because the females are only possessing X chromosomes while the males are possessing X and Y chromosomes. So, meron po ditong 50-50 chance na ang magiging offspring ay magkakaroon ng 23rd chromosome na XX and 50-50% chance na magkakaroon siya ng 23rd chromosome na XY. Now, if we're going to talk about the conventionality of the different tools that's related with sex determination when it comes to humans, pwede natin sabihin na binary, na either XX or babae or XY or lalaki lang ang pwede maproduce na offspring. But actually, in real life, for us humans, sex is not binary. There are actually cases that people have sexes who doesn't technically fit the binary system. At ang tawag natin sa kanila, sila ay mga intersex. So, yes, hindi po binary lang. Hindi lang lalaki or hindi lang babae ang sexes natin. Because there are some cases na kung saan, nagiging parang isang malaking spectrum ang concept natin ng presence ng sex determination. Okay? We are going to use here the term sex for the things that are actually present in between our legs or nasa crotch or nasa groin area natin. Okay, we're not going to talk about Soji yet kasi hindi pa naman ito ang tamang platform for us to discuss those stuff. But once again, ang pinag-uusapan lang natin dito is all about sex determination. At isa nga sa mga emerging concept na kailangan ninyong matandaan is actually the presence of intersex. Intersex is a group of conditions where there is a discrepancy between the external genitals and the internal genitals. Or kapag sinasabi natin na external genitals, it is now the presence of labia sa kababaihan, for the males naman is the presence of penis. While when it comes to the internal genitals, pinag-uusapan naman natin yung testes for the males and the ovaries when it comes to females. While actually meron po tayong older term pagdating kay intersex at and if you know the term hermaphrodites or the condition known as hermaphroditism, These are actually the older terms na ginagamit natin ng pagdating sa mga tao na merong intersexual conditions or mga tao intersex. But now, it is actually replaced by experts 
and they are actually using the term DSDs or these are now the disorders of sexual development. Okay, so out na po yung term na hermaphrodites but rather we are now using either the term intersex or DSD or disorders of sex development. There are actually four categories whenever we are talking about the presence of DSDs or disorders of sexual development pagdating sa mga tao na kinoconsider natin na intersex. So, the first category it is now known as 46XX intersex. So, yung mga tao na merong 46XX intersex, they're actually possessing the chromosomes of a woman, the ovaries of a woman, but the external genitals appear male. And ano na yung mga cause nito? There is actually a possibility na it is actually the result of the female fetus having been exposed to excess male hormones na ang reason kung bakit nga ba ang labia kesa ito ay mag-split, sila ay nag-fuse, covering now the urethra. Then, at the same time, isa din dun sa mga na-observe ng mga tao na merong 46XX intersex, sila naman ay merong enlarged clitoris na nagmumukhang penile head. So, inaakala during their um, birth na ang mga tao na merong 46XX intersex, sila ay mga lalaki. But if we're going to look closely on their DNA, they're actually possessing here two excess. So basically, they are females and they are not males. Um, there's a possibility that during the fetal development inside the womb of the parent, nagkaroon dito ng presence ng possibility ng mga stressors and even the presence of other stuff na nag-alter dun sa hormones na present dun sa katawan ng magulang at sa katawan ng sanggol. Kesa na estrogen ang maging present do sa bata na yun, testosterone naman ang pumalit. So, there's actually a possibility na due to diet, due to lifestyle, and even there's a possibility that epigenetics is also related with the presence of the DSDs. Then, other than the 46XX intersex, we also have here the second category. It is now known as 46XY intersex. So, yung mga tao na merong 46XY intersex, they are now the people with chromosomes of a man, but the external genitals are incompletely formed, ambiguous, or clearly female. Just a short fun fact for everyone. All humans started their embryonic development and their fetal development as females. Hindi ka agad na-utilize ng katawan ng isang fetus ang mga hormones na present sa kanyang gonads. During our fetal development, kailangan munang ma-form ang katawan ng isang bata, ng isang tao, bago mag-kick in yung mga hormones. So, yun din yung isa dun sa mga reasons kung bakit nga ba ang mga lalaki at mga babae ay merong nipples, kaso nga lang, unfunctional or vestigial ang nipples na makalalakihan because it is not releasing milk unlike when it comes to the females kapag nandiyan na ang presence ng pregnancy or even the presence of the hormone progesterone kasi unang na-develop ang nipples na makalalakihan ang nipples ng mga fetus bago mag-kick in yung mga sex hormones so there is actually a possibility na ang mga tao na merong 46XY intersex condition ang presence ng kanilang testosterone ay na-block 
there is actually a condition known as androgen insensitivity syndrome or ito yung problema ng isang fetus or ng isang tao sa paggamit ng kanyang androgen or ng kanyang sex hormones, specifically ng testosterone, na ito ay hindi natatanggap ng katawan. Even though XY ang nasa kanyang 23rd chromosome, hindi pa rin magmamanifest dito completely ang lahat ng kanyang male external characteristics kasi nga nai-hinder ngayon ang absorption ng katawan ng testosterone at ang utilization ng katawan ng testosterone. So that's the problem. Even the hormones, even the epigenetics, kahit na ang nasa chromosomes mo ito ay XY or XX ay maaari pa rin makaapekto sa development ng iyong genitals and of your sex organs. But please take note, ang mga tao na merong 46XX intersex, sila pa rin ay merong ovaries. While in the case of the people na merong 46XY intersex condition, sila naman ay meron pa rin testis, tissues. Kaso nga lang, hindi ito kapareho ng natural na organization ng internal and external genitals. Then, for the third category, ito na yung mga tinatawag natin na true hermaphrodites or it is now the condition known as true gonadal intersex. The person which is possessing true gonadal intersex must possess ovarian and testicular tissues. This may be in the same gonad or it is also known as ovotestis or the person might have one ovary or one testis since isang pares nga ang ovary at testis naman na present sa kababaihan at sa kalalakihan there's a possibility ng isang gonad ito ay naging ovary ang isang gonad ito naman ay naging testis then the external genitals may be ambiguous or basically there's a possibility that that person is possessing a penis but at the same time, he is possessing labia and vagina. And they're actually known as true hermaphrodites. Kaya yun yung older term pagdating kay true gonadal intersexes. Then, kung i-relate natin ito sa mga possibilities sa kung bakit nga ba uh, merong mga tao na merong true hermaphroditism, um, according to some studies, napansin nila ito with the use of insecticides. Okay. Pero sa ibang mga organisms ito, not humans, okay? Some organisms na na-expose insecticides and agricultural pesticides, nagkaroon ng alteration sa kanilang genome, nagkaroon ng epekto ito sa production ng kanilang hormones during the development of the fetus inside the mother's womb. Kaya anong yare Na-mix din na-alter din yung characteristics na present ngayon on their phenotype. Or, basically, I'm just going to use this term on previous episode, it is mutation. Nagkaroon ng mutation sa part na yun. But, there are actually some cases na ang mga tao meron true hermaphroditism since available nga ang ovarian, even the uteral tissues, Possible na magkaroon ng menstruation ang mga tao na meron true gonadal intersex condition kapag na-reach na nila ang puberty. Bakit? Kasi meron nga silang tissues na kapareho ng tissues that is present on the endometrium or dun sa uterus ng kababaihan. 
So, pwede silang magkaroon ng menstruation. If you watch the film Metamorphosis, well, actually, I haven't watched that uh, film, only the trailer. Um, the film Metamorphosis actually tackles um, about the intersex, about hermaphroditism. But, no, um, let, let's not use hermaphrodites. Um, hermaphrodites would be utilized only for other species. But for humans, let's use the term intersex or let's use DSD or Disorders of Sexual Development. So that's the case for Trugonadal intersex. And lastly, meron po tayo mga kinakonsider ngayon na complex or undetermined intersex disorders of sexual development. So, kung nare-recall ninyo, ito po yung mga alterations ngayon na nangyayari on the 23 chromosome. I actually mentioned this on our discussion pagdating kay mutation. Kung nare-recall ninyo, meron tayong tinatawag na monoploidy at meron tayong tinatawag na aneuploidy when it comes to the 23 chromosome. Si Kleinfelter, Turner Syndrome, um, super males and super females condition, ito naman yung tinatawag natin ngayon na complex or undetermined intersex disorders. Kasi, there is now the presence of discrepancy when it comes to the internal and external genitalia. However, there may be problems not only on the sex hormone level, not only on the overall sexual development, but also on the mental capacity and even mental development of those individuals. Kaya nga nagkakaroon sila ng iba't ibang mga conditions. So basically, if we're going to talk about humans, sobrang broad ng spectrum natin pagdating sa concept ng sex determination. When it comes to the concept of um, sex determination, yung XY ko ang sobrang naging gamit not only on humans but also on many mammalian species. That is actually the better option pagdating dun sa sex determination at naging okay yun pagdating sa kanilang lahat. But, 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 if we're going to look closely on the phylogenetic tree or on the tree of life, other species are actually utilizing here other systems of sexual differentiation. And pag-usapan natin ang bawat isa sa kanila. Let's simply start with the birds or the class aves. The sex of these organisms can be determined genetically, kapareho lang din ng pagdedetermine sa mga tao, but instead na father or the males of the species ang nagdedetermine dun sa sex ng bata, it is actually the females who determine the sex of their offspring. Bakit? Because males, they're actually possessing ZZ chromosomes or dalawang Z chromosomes, it is now responsible for the production of males. While, when it comes to the females, they're actually possessing your Z or ZW chromosomes. ZW chromosomes are present among females so that females determine the sex of their offspring if they will give off a Z or W on the eggs that they will simply release. So, kung tutuusin, it is now the presence of ZZ or ZZ chromosomes pagdating sa males, then ZW naman for the females. Hindi nila ginagamit dito yung binary na XX and XY. Okay, it is now ZZ and ZW. Yung po ang ginagamit nila when it comes to the determination of sex when it comes to the class aves or the birds. Then, um, genetically speaking, 
meron din po tayong tinatawag na kakaibang um, sexual determination system when it comes to insects or the class hexapoda. And ito ay nagmamanifest sa mga ants, sa mga lice, even on bees and wasp. The organisms which are highly sociable organisms or sociable insects. So, when it comes to these organisms, if you are a male, basically, you do not have a father. Kung ikaw ay lalaki of this species, wala kang tatay. Why? Since there are actually different roles played by the members of the colony, there are workers, soldiers, reproductive males, and a queen. The queen of the colony, after meeting with the reproductive males, tinatago or ni-store niya ngayon ang sperm. Okay? It not directly fertilize an egg, but rather tinatabi po ito ng queen. So, ang ginagawa naman ngayon ng queen, if the sperm is utilized by the queen to fertilize an egg, that egg becomes female. But, if the queen only laid eggs without fertilizing it, nabubuhay pa rin yung mga organism na yun, nabubuhay pa rin yung mga ants na yun, yung mga bees na yun, kaso sila ay mga lalaki. So, that's the thing about sexual determination when it comes to the presence of these highly sociable animals. Na, that is actually the reason kung bakit nga ba sobrang daming roles ng kalalakihan when it comes to their colony. Isa rin yung sa mga reasons kung bakit nga ba merong sobrang special na queen. Because that queen is a female, it is now responsible for the presence of more males na kakailanganin naman ng kanilang colony. So, this mode of reproduction is actually known as parthenogenesis. It is a modification of sexual reproduction in which an unfertilized egg develops into a complete individual but only possessing haploid chromosomes since they weren't fertilized. So basically, they are just like walking sperm or sex cells. So since hindi na-fertilize yung mga males, ang nangyayari lang sa kanila, meron na silang haploid chromosomes, kalahati lang ng copy ng genes, but they can still survive. The reason why it is known as parthenogenesis is because all of the descendants, all of those eggs which are unfertilized, become males. At hindi sila nagiging babae. So it is actually very easy to assume that sex determination system is always determined by the genes of an organism. But actually, it is not always the case. Hindi lang po genes ang parati magdidictate sa kung ano man ang magiging sex ng isang organism. But in some cases, it could also be affected by the environment. When it comes to other organisms, they're actually utilizing here weather and climate when it comes to the determination of the sex of those organisms. Alligators and most turtles are examples of such. The sex of the embryo in the developing egg is affected by the temperature of the surrounding. And when the egg is laid, the sex isn't determined and stayed dormant since the development of the sex is not the main focus of their embryonic development. Okay, remember, just like us humans, hindi po focus talaga na embryonic development ang pagkakaroon kaagad ng determination of the sex. It is first the creation of the different body parts that will sustain that organism. Secondary lang po ngayon ang presence ng sex. Sometime in the middle of the overall development of this species, the sex organs will be developed and during this time, ang temperature ng mismong nest ang magdedetermine kung magiging lalaki ba or magiging babae. 
If the temperature of the nest is above or warmer than the critical temperature, females will be the sex of the eggs. Pero kung mas malamig naman, sila ay magiging lalaki. Kung napapansin ninyo, temperature lang. Kapag nagbari ang temperature, ganun ang nangyayari when it comes to the development of this species. Now, some system of sex determination isn't settled right there and then after they are hatched but rather during the latter portions of their lives. So for instance, meron tayo yung mga kinoconsider na organisms just like the clownfishes and the moray eels. All clownfishes started their lives as males. However, as they mature, they become female. They also stay in groups with a strict dominance hierarchy in which the most dominant male and female can only reproduce. So, ganun yung case sa kanila when it comes to their um, group, when it comes to their school, na sila ay naging highly social organisms ka, so only on small groups. So, if ever the dominant female dies, mapapalitan na ngayon ang position ng dominant female na yun nung dominant male. So, nagkakaroon dito ng sex change. From being a dominant male, he will not transform to be a dominant female. So, ganun po ang nangyayari when it comes to clownfishes. Ano ang explanation kung bakit yun ang nangyayaring sex change among clownfishes? It happens because these organisms actually manifest the condition known as sequential hermaphroditism. When the most dominant female dies, the responsibility to take care of the group or school is given to the most dominant male. With this, a lot of changes happens to its body, specifically because of genomic response. Kasi naatang na sa kanya responsibility para maprotektahan na ang kanyang colony or ang kanyang school or ang kanyang group, nagkakaroon na ng changes ngayon sa katawan ng dominant male na yun. Since when it comes to the animal kingdom, the females are definitely more dominant than males. In one of the studies that was conducted and na nabasa ko, um, the most dominant female, kapag ito ay tinanggal o kaya naman ito ay namatay, the behavior of the male changes. Okay, doon po nagsisimula. Kapag nawala yung female, yung dominant female, nag-iiba ang behavior ngayon ng dominant male. From being submissive, the most dominant male gradually displayed aggression and dominance and begin to court the smaller fish in the group just like what the female would do. So ganun kasi yung instinct nila, so, yun yung nasa hawk's gene nila, yun ang nasa kanilang um, genetic pickup talaga. Ganun ang gagawin nila na kapag nawala yung dominant female, sila na ngayon yung mas dominant doon sa kanilang group kasi siya na ngayon dominant male. Dahil sa magbabago yung kanyang behavior, magbabago din ngayon yung the different things when it comes to the physiology of that organism. Then, the brain of the dominant male mediates these behaviors and changes the neuronal activity of the male's fish brain. Then, its body will respond along with the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis which transmit hormonal signal. Then, sex change will happen. Dahil sa naiba na nga yung behavior ng organism na ito, even yung mga processes nangyayara sa katawan niya, naiiba na rin. When the female dies, or when the female is removed, it will actually progressively degenerate. Okay? Dahil sa less na nga ang pagiging submissive ng clownfish na ito at siya ay naging more aggressive, may bang kanyang behavior, 
even the monitor transmit signal sa kanya ay naiiba na rin sa iba't ibang parts ng kanyang katawan. That is the reason why from a dominant testis, unti-unti na na-degenerate. Then, the dormant ovarian tissues will now be activated. Hence, having sex change from a male to a female. Oh my gosh, this is a breakthrough. When it comes to clownfishes, the aggressive hormone is actually present among females. But for humans, the aggressive gene, the aggressive hormone is now present among males, which is technically the testosterone. It is case-to-case basis pa rin when it comes to the animal kingdom. And humans isn't the best kantotuasin pagdating sa mga bagay na ito. Just come to think of it. So, other than the um, clownfishes, even the moray eels, and even gobies, sila ay ilan din doon sa mga fish species na kayang magkaroon ng sequential hermaphroditism. Then, another example of sex determination system, it is now happening on the organisms known as the marine flatworms. Okay, these marine flatworms are actually hermaphrodites. But during mating, there is a strong advantage to being a male. And the marine worms wrestle with each other and do an unusual behavior known as penis fencing. Since sila hermaphrodites, meron silang sperm at meron din silang eggs. Pinagamit nila yung kanilang penis to poke each other. Kaya nagkakaroon dito ng fencing. Penis fencing ang nangyayari when it comes to these marine flatworms na kapag nasagatan ng isang flatworm ang kanyang opponent, may expose na ngayon yung eggs and it will now be fertilized. So basically, ang nanalo, siya ang magiging father, ang matatalo, siya na ngayon ang magiging mother. Also, another example and another species of worm, this is now known as spoonworm. So for spoonworms, um, their sex determination depends where the larva will fall. If it falls on the ocean floor, it will be a female. Pero if it will land on a female, um, spoonworm, ito naman ay magiging lalaking larva. So, kung natusin, sobrang weird when it comes to marine flatworms. And the last organism na pag-uusapan natin when it comes to some weird sex determination system, it is now the desert lizards. Well, they do not actually determine kung ano man yung kailang maging offspring because these organisms will lay eggs but it will not be fertilized but rather it will just create female desert lizards because all of the organisms in this species are puro babae. It is actually very weird kung tutuusin. It is just like their clone. They're just um, laying eggs of their own clone and then yun sila ay nagiging organisms na. All desert lizards are females. And this is very weird. They do not need sex determination because they already determined sex. Female power, they don't need males. They are um, independent females. Strong and independent females. Hindi nila kailangan ng sperm, hindi nila kailangan ma-fertilize ang kanilang egg for their species to proliferate. If an offspring will either be a boy or a girl depends upon the sex determination system present in these organisms. So, pwede itong maging biogenetics just like what is present among humans. 
and among birds and even among ants, bees, and wasps. Or it could also be determined by the environment, just like what is present when it comes to turtles, to flatworms, when it comes to clownfishes, and even when it comes to the spoonworm. In the animal kingdom, iba't-ibang ways tayo na kung paano nga ba determine ang sex ng isang organism. And remember, when it comes to the tree of life, it doesn't actually care kung ano man talaga ang sex mo. As long as your species is doing its purpose, that's good enough. Kasi tayo mga tao lang naman talaga ang nag-romanticize ng sex, the action, and not the noun. And once again, um, let this be one of the very first episode of the episode sex specials. Um, expect that every episode na merong number 6, related sa sex nga ang pag-uusapan natin. So, medyo humaba yung discussion natin. And uh, let me cut this, okay? Just remember na hindi na ito dapat maging tabu because guys, come on. It, it's, come on. It's not Simon, okay? <laughs> oh my gosh, may naalala na naman ako. Um, Elsa? Sorry. Okay, so, um, come on, it's already 2021. Sex is no longer a tabu. Filipinos are very conservative when it comes to this matter. Related with the concept of sex. If we're going to look closely, just like what we discussed in this episode, across the tree of life and of the animal kingdom, sex determination is influenced by a lot of factors. For the future episodes of this podcast, we will be talking about SOGI and its implications not only in the LGBTQIA community, but for every one of us. And um, let's talk about the science behind this when it comes to our future episodes on future sex episodes. Let's always be open, open-minded and critical when it comes to the discussions about SOGI. And because of that, remember, hashtag Soji Equality Now, hashtag Pass EDB. And if you want to interact with me, you can reach me through the socials of Hainay na Tagham the Podcast, available now on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is at Hainay na Tagham, or reach me through my socials, my personal social media accounts, Red Anatomy, both on Instagram and Twitter. Makabayo. Tandaan, iba na ang may alam. At sana hindi natin makalimutang kumilos at makialam sa mga nangyayari sa ating lipunan. Gamitin ang inyong boses at magpa-rehistro. Once again, this is Sir Gurong Lakan, Sir Red, and this is Hainayan na Tagham, the podcast. Hainayan, magpakailanman. Paalam. Paalam.